0: Hey, everybody. Um, Today is Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. I'm not in the best form to be uh, recording this podcast today, but I realize that because I'm constantly um, waiting for perfect conditions and then just allowing myself to get caught up in my daily activities, that I find a reason to make an excuse that I have not been putting out my podcast in a consistent fashion. And because of that, it's not good. So basically, I wanted to, I've been thinking lately about how I wanted to do this podcast on growth and uh, gratitude, because I had recently saw this post on Instagram that said, um, remember when you prayed, remember when five years ago you prayed for the things you have today? And I thought about it, and I was like, wow, that is so true, you know, because five years ago today, like back in 20." 17 around this time like my life was in a totally different place i was you know experiencing totally different things and i remember you know being in the right you know this was like right before i moved to california like this was i moved to california april 20 i mean uh, september 2017 so i'm thinking of my life april 2017 and everything is just different now And it's like literally things that i prayed for at those times are things that i have now you know in april of 2017 i was ending an engagement i like i had officially ended the relationship in April and you know my fiance wasn't living with me anymore you know we were living you know he was somewhere else and I was working on how I could you know um, put everything in storage and get out of the lease my friend had just come down from LA like you should move to LA she had came down in March during spring break so by April I was contemplating the plan of how I could possibly you know move to LA and like what I could do so I was you know brainstorming at that time so it's just like i'm thinking about how you know things were so tumultuous for me in, at the time in my mind you know like it was just such a it was just it was um it was just a, I guess you would almost say an emotional time, too, but I didn't really have the time to lean into my emotions, but it was just a, you know, like a slightly chaotic time, ending a relationship, trying to figure out what I'm going to do, how I'm going to quit these jobs so I can go to Cali. Am I going to go to Cali? You know, just putting everything in perspective. And then fast forward to when I do get to L.A., and then just, you know, remembering how, you know, I had to adjust to living in the way that I had never lived, and I remember going to bed at night and praying to God and being like, I can't wait till I'm living in my own spot, or I'm... And, at least my own, you know, room situation, because when I moved out here, I was like sharing a room with one of my friends, we sleeping in the same bed, head to foot type shit, so that was something I had never done before, I'm coming from having my own apartment since I was like 19, so to move here at 28 and have to kind of revert back to beginning status, on top of, you know, um, it was a little, what was the word I'm looking for, it was just a little, uh, I don't know why. Sorry. Forgive me. I'm a little high right now. Uh but it was just a little it was it was a little dirty. I was I had a much better word in mind, but you know how you're trying to be all eloquent and say some dope ass shit and then you like, you know, you got to keep it simplistic cuz done fucked up and forgot what word you want to say. But anyway, it was just to a level that I hadn't lived before. Like I had always come from a very um well-kept environment. So this was just, you know, moving to California, kind of living in the roommate situation. And then, and it wasn't the roommate at all. Like, I'm not, this was not to say that the person I lived with was dirty. It was the person we rented our place from who just had a horrible sense of how to live. So we had to kind of like, you know, fight our way through them conditions. It was just different. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like it was super impoverished, but it was just something that I wasn't used to. So it was basically just me acclimating to a different type of lifestyle. So, you know, I just remember praying that night and telling God I couldn't wait. You know, I was catching the bus back then, too, so I had to learn how to use the bus out here and figure out where to get to go to to look for jobs. You know, it was just very different, you know, than what I had experienced in Houston, especially being, being that that was a place I was from. So I just remember saying my prayers and, you know, um, asking God to just, you know, I, actually thanking God ahead of time, like, thank you for letting me be in this new place and thank you for my car. You know, I would thank him for all the things that I didn't have at the time but I would thank him ahead of time as if I already had him you know I remember distinctly one day when I was uh I had finally moved out of sharing a room with my friend and got to a place where I could rent my own room from somebody and um I was living like in the Calabasas or Gore Hills area and that's a predominantly suburb you know like you know pretty uh, pretty uh, affluent area so you know it wasn't a lot of buses that ran out there and at the time I was still catching the bus or catching lifts you know trying to do what I could, so, I remember I would have to catch the bus to go to work when I lived in uh, Gore Hills, and, you know, the buses out there, they ran once every hour, you know, in the city, they run once every 15 minutes, I don't know if y'all know about the bus, y'all probably not know bus bitches, the bus ass niggas, but, (laughs) I've had to catch the bus, especially, When I first moved out here because I didn't have a car, you know, I moved to L.A. with 200 bucks and no real uh, plan on what to do. But anyway, so when I lived in uh, Agoura Hills, I would have to catch the bus to get to work and the bus ran once every hour. So I would have to leave ahead of time and I would take a shower, get dressed in my nice work, you know, my work clothes and walk 15 minutes to the bus stop. And then my my neighborhood, you know, the place that I lived when I came out of the neighborhood, the walk I had was on an incline. So by the time I got to the end of the street, I'm sweating and shit. It's just like, ugh, just wasting my bath. Then I get on the bus. Mind you, I'm two hours early than what time I got to be to work because, you know, it's a long-ass bus ride. So I, I get on the bus, you know, coincidentally, I must be the most popular and friendliest looking person on the bus because everybody want to come tell me a life story on the bus. But I, I remember sitting on the back of the bus one day, staring out the window and telling, you know, Talking to God, and I was like, "Man, I can't wait! Time riding in my BMW or my, because I really wanted a Beamer at the time. And I was like, I can't wait! Time, you know, I would look at the cars on the freeway because for some reason when I moved here, I felt like every car I saw was a luxury car. So I remember seeing a bunch of Mercedes, a bunch of beamers and Lamborghinis, just nice ass cars. And I remember sitting in the back of the bus, looking out the window, like, "Man, I can't wait till that's man And I envisioned myself riding in the car. Because I was like, you know what, I'm tired of the bus, I can't wait till this time comes. So now fast forward to five years later, and I'm not on the bus, I'm living in my own apartment as I prayed for before, I'm riding in a Mercedes, not necessarily a BMW, but a Mercedes is just as great, if not better, and I'm kind of glad I got that instead, but I'm saying that to say, you know, these are things that I prayed about before, and fast forward, here I am years, years later with everything I asked God for, so... That's just the the process I had on doing the podcast on growth and gratitude. I've grown so much in the five to six years that I've been living here in LA. I'm extremely grateful. I've always kept an attitude of gratitude since being here, and I don't, I'm just I'm just happy, you know. And I was I remember um, thinking the other day, uh, a couple of weeks back, or maybe sometime last month, I caught a flight to Houston, and I remember thinking, you know, you get on this flight with no fear, no no, you know not you know I really don't. There's always a certain level of fear when you're flying just because, I don't know, maybe for me, but I really don't question what's happening. Like, I put my my bags on the little check thing and do what I got to do. I go through TSA, I get on the flight, I got my coffee, my cookies, whatever, and I'm leaning back and I'm expecting to get to this flight. I'm expecting to get to my destination safely from wherever I'm coming from to wherever I'm going. And I remember thinking to myself on my last flight, You know, if you can get on and off of these flights with so much confidence and, you know, you expect these pilots to get you to where you need to be, you know that they're going to get you there. Why can't you trust God in the same manner? And it's crazy because I ended up, you know, after having this thought, saw something similar to that, to somebody else saying it. I was like, dang, I was just thinking that. But, you know, when I found myself thinking that there are times when I question God or times when I'm like unsure and I think I got to do like extra work on top of already praying and having faith. I'm like, I got to go do this because God got to see me working. It's like, no, at the end of the day, God has already proven and shown shown to you that he's going to give you what you ask for. I've never asked for something and didn't receive it. You know, and if I didn't receive something, I probably received something better in its place. So I just, you know, wanted to touch on growth and gratitude and the fact that I just am extremely grateful and happy for the place that I am in my life, the events that have taken place in my life, you know, and that will take place in my life. And I'm just thankful to God for his grace and favor. I do ask that you guys excuse the little uh, (laughs) beeps in the background. I'm in my car and it's like extra... Super safety, and they feel like if somebody get close to me, I gotta do all these beeps. That's probably why I should be in a studio recording this. But I feel like it's important for me to record when it's on my mind because I'll take forever and try to perfect it and not give y'all the podcast. So, um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I just wanted to speak really quickly about growth and gratitude, and just share my testimony, share my story about it, and just how you know, stay the course of where you're at, and just remind yourself of what you have as opposed to what you don't have. And anytime you're thinking about, you know, the struggle, or the stress, just be like, you know what, there were times when I prayed for things that I have now that I didn't have before, and now I got them, so that's a testament of where you can be. I love you guys, I'm um, sorry for taking so long being sporadic in between um, podcasts, I actually have a Puffington Post visual video up from um, uh, a wee review I did in Colorado, but I haven't gotten anybody to edit, edit it, so I'm going to be posting that on YouTube soon, but I love you happy mother's day to all the moms happy mother's day to my mom happy sunday remember to be grateful and just continue to have an attitude of gratitude and remind yourself of the growth that you had from some time ago to now that way you can constantly have a, a, a testimony and constantly just remind yourself of how things can be done in your favor and of god's grace and favor i love you guys bye this has been the puppets Post. this is me pimp p aka princess you guys is favorite. I love you, and bye. Oh my God, y'all. So listen, this is a problem with me and podcasts. I don't know how to be professional. So like, I don't, I'm supposed to be like, hi, welcome to the Publix and Post podcast. I'm Princess. I got to tell y'all shit today, blah. So basically, I don't have time for all of that. I, this is why the podcast is not going the way it needs to be going, because I don't know how to structure it i just want to come on here and talk shit and go i just want to come on record my shit talking and leave (laughs) oh my god And i'm in one of those little ranty ass moods right now but anyway how's everyone doing i hope you guys are blessed welcome to an episode as you can see shit is scattered bear with me i'll get better one day but probably not today um so basically i am just in a little ranty mood because i don't understand like how some of the things that i encounter happen to me like and then Like I've never been a person that compares myself to other people, but I put a lot of good energy out. So it's just like, the fuck, why am I not getting... I'm so big on reciprocity that it's just like, what the fuck? Um, You guys, I just, I don't know. Also, I don't like dating. That's the thing that I'm dealing with right now. I'm having trouble navigating this dating scene because for one, I've always been somebody's girlfriend. I've probably... Been single a total of four years out of the 13 years that I've been dating or, you know, like started having boyfriends and shit. But also the problem is, is that L.A. is so wild. Like, oh, my God, this is the most abnormal place I've ever dated in my life. Like, I feel like if I was in Houston, half of the shit that I'm complaining about would not even be a fucking issue. I'm just like, uh, I just don't understand. Some things. Also, um, I need everybody in life to step it up. Like, I've had this conversation too many times. I don't know if I'm not being communicative enough or if I just expect motherfuckers to know what needs to happen. But y'all have got to start doing things right. Like, fuck right, foreplay right, eat pussy right, suck titties, kiss neck. Like, these are basic fucking things like and it's killing me that you niggas is still showing up with dick and just you you and dick like oh here i am no your dick is not important i mean it's a part of the package but foreplay and all the shit that's preliminary to the dick is what's going to get you where you need to be and a lot of y'all are mistaken and think that y'all are just that attractive like no i'm that attractive to be able to just show up with pussy yes i can do that i can just pull up on you with some pussy and be like here i am but you can't do that none of you None of you can pull up with just dick. Even if you could, don't. Okay? Like, oh, my God. You know, I'm, like, it is nothing. I don't know. Like, oh, my God. Just dating is trash. Like, I don't have time for it. I'm way too picky. Like, I want to get very detailed. And I realize that because everybody in their motherfucking mama be listening to my podcast. Not everybody in their mama, but enough people to know if I'm talking about them. And I'm just like, damn, I can't even be real on this shit. Like, I have nowhere to be unapologetically me. And I can be that here, but it's like I'm still thinking of, is some shit going to come back to bite me in the ass? Uh, But y'all, I'm just, you know, this it's just, it's just a lot, you know, like, um, I did, I ended my relationship because I felt like we needed some personal growth individually so that we could do what we needed to do. So I definitely, you know, anticipated being in this space, but I just, I'm, oh my God, dating in LA is just fucking not normal, you know, (laughs) examples. Okay. Um, what's an example of not normal dating? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's cause I'm from Houston. And I'm just used to a certain type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Southern niggas move different. These dudes out here are just... I don't know what the fuck is going on. But yeah, I'm not getting exactly what I need. And I need you know what's crazy is my needs are simple like i'm not even asking for much but it's like niggas is not even doing the bare minimum i really want to get more into detail and i feel like i'm beating around the bush but i'm also cautious as i'm like putting this out because i'm thinking like how much information am i gonna put out like you know i i still have to teeter that fine line of tmi and also not giving a fuck because i really don't give a fuck but um yeah i just need the dating scene to step up also i never want to have sex and not orgasm like i'm not one of those women who can't come like it's very what the fuck is this uh you know what i'm sorry i'm in this new fucking car and mercedes got the audacity to put over fucking cautions anyway that's neither here nor there yeah back to what i was saying yeah i don't believe in having sex without orgasm like for me to have sex with you and not come is the biggest waste of me and my pussy's time i don't care how good the dick was or what shit you did there needs to be a finishing sequence for me and that just i mean it just fucking it grinds my gears to have an experience where i'm not left in a satisfactory mode because i've never i'm never giving you pussy for you I'm never fucking for the other person. It's always for my pleasure and satisfaction. So my mind is boggled when a man comes and it's just like, oh, I came. Okay, bitch, I didn't. So you need to not rest. You need to. There needs to be a rule that's automated that you niggas cannot come until the woman has came. I know a lot of guys do make sure that happens. I'm not talking about y'all. There are some great ones out there. But there's too many of you who are just thinking that oh i came i'm tired you know what's crazy i just talked shit about this and had the audacity to have the shit like what do laps before you hop around in my shit like it's lit over here so uh, y'all go so if you're not gonna have the stamina to you know hold it down in here don't come over here uh i just i don't know you know what i'm gonna get hispanic man a man hispanic man do what needs to be done let me not make it a racial thing okay so anyway um yeah so I was annoyed about you know just some uh unfinished business that (laughs) I'll say unfinished business that I encountered and also just a few faulty dating faux pas I've experienced you know like with dudes and splitting checks and shit like that not that I'm you know it's just I don't know it's just so many things that I'm not used to. And so many things that I have to get reacclimated to in dating. And I hate dating in LA. That's just what it is. Like, I would love if I was in Houston dating. This would be so easy for me. I could navigate the field. But out here, it's just too much. And I realized that I just probably needed to, you know, hear myself say this out loud. So it might not have even been necessary for me to do all this ranting on a fucking podcast. But sometimes it just helps me to clear my mind when I express what I'm thinking. So basically what I'm thinking is um dating needs to improve out here. Niggas need to be better. Don't do shit that I don't like such as um just be better. Like I don't know, just be better. Also, I have a little bit of etiquette. I'm kind of picky, you know. Uh I want to tell y'all something but I can't fuck. I wonder if I could block listeners from my fucking thing. Anyway, doesn't matter I'll, I'll figure out a way to relay this information to you guys but yeah just you guys be good men be better make sure every woman you touch has an orgasm please don't waste her time don't fart in front of her don't ask her to pay for shit just don't do stupid shit this has been a princess fucking service announcement p motherfucking sa okay just be better do better get better okay guys i'll rant about something later and i'll we'll be more detailed i just have to like block a few people from my fucking podcast and then i'll start getting to the nitty-gritty with y'all love you guys bye i just want to talk a little shit